guys, and welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Just Saying. It's me again, Jessica Steiner. And I'm here today with one of my friends, the lovely Christina Kenny. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hi, Jess. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Christina is someone that I connected with at my current job. Um, Christina no longer works there, but that's where we connected. And Christina was always just such a sweet person. And I always just remember you just being so happy. <laughs> We're just so sweet. Um, and just a nice person to talk to. And, um, you know, when we worked together, I found out that you did photography on the side and I thought that was really cool you know it's I love to see women being creative and I know you're a creative soul like me so um that that was your outlet and we were walking to lunch together one day I think and you had said to me you were like hey I'm trying to get you know some content for my um photography and maybe something for my website or something like that and you know I'd really you know, would love to use you maybe for some pictures. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's pretty, pretty awesome. No one's ever um, said that to me before. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then time just kind of flew by. Um, I believe you had a baby in between that and then you left. Um, I did. Yeah, you left the job and, but we always stayed connected on social media. So I always knew what you were up to. Um, you have two beautiful boys, so cute. Um, thank you and we just say connected on social media and then when I started doing my podcast I was like looking around and I noticed that I didn't really have any original content of my own you know I was just kind of doing just kind of little pictures of things on the computer nothing nothing of me nothing like a professional wise and I was like Christina would be awesome and so I reached out and she was like yeah that sounds great and um yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, we did. And you know, the timing could not have worked out better, which I know we will be touching on a little later. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually went to a place in Pittsburgh called Randyland. And this place is, I don't, I'm trying to think of the right word, because there's so many words, but it's a little eccentric, would you say? Um, a little eccentric, very colorful, <laughs> just a cool place in, in Pittsburgh. And we went there and that was some, you know, when I had asked you, do you have some places, you know, of that will be cool for pictures and you brought up Randy land and I looked it up online and I was like, how did I not know this place existed? Well, and it's interesting because I had asked you to send over kind of a vision board of what, you know, you had in mind. And just upon looking at everything you sent with the colors, um, it's the first place that popped into my head. Um, so we kind of lucked out with that. And it was interesting when we got there, how they were closed mm -hmm. and we were so sad. And then um, rounding the corner, we saw Randy himself. Yes, the Randy. And kind of invited us in said hey for a donation <laughs> yeah feel free to come in be respectful 
Yeah, he was so sweet, so nice and welcoming. Um, he did have the gift to gab a little bit, but that's okay. You know, he was kind of telling us about the whole history of the place randomly, just kind of like went through. Um, I think he dated it back to like 1991 when he had like bought that house and it was just crazy there. It was so cool. And he was so kind to let us in and shoot there that day, even though it was closed. Um, you know, we were just kind of hoping for whatever we could get that day. We, could, we really lucked out with actually getting to go in to like, how do I describe it? Like an outside, like garden, like- I don't know um, what you call it, exhibit. Like a, yeah, like almost like an Alice in Wonderland type-esque, I don't know. Yes, if anyone's listening that has not been, definitely make a trip. Um, it's in the Mexican War Street district of the north side and you will not be disappointed. Yeah, and if you just need a visual, Google it right now and you can see how colorful it is. And that's so weird because I love rainbow and it just like, I didn't, it's just like that, I just gravitated toward there because you, you found it for me, so. <laughs> yeah, um, never expected we would have it all to ourselves also, so. Yeah, I think there were, we were there was maybe like two other people there. Yeah, yeah, it worked out pretty perfectly. We had the best weather. Great light. Great lighting. <laughs> so Christina has been doing um, photography on the side basically for, how long have you been doing photography on the side for? Um, for other people and paying clients, I would say since I got my first DSLR camera, which was in 2012. Okay, awesome. So I've been slowly building and learning and kind of teaching myself. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And I can't wait to get all into that and to tell our listeners about you and how you're starting to actually make this, um, try or try and make this like your full-time business. Like, I mean, I know that you would like this to hopefully be a full-time, full-time business for you to generate your income from and, you know, that's your passion. So. Yes. That's the hope. <laughs> so before we get into all that, um, as you know, I like to just kind of get some basic information about my guests. I know that I already said, you know, your name's Christina Kenny. Um, so the first question I always ask is what is your full name? So Christina Kenny. <laughs> Marie Kenny. Christina Marie Kenny. Okay. Um, so when and where were you born? Sure, I was born in a little, little town outside of Charleston, South Carolina on August 7th, um, 36 years ago. <laughs> Let's get it out there right now in 1984. <laughs> awesome. Um, were you named after someone? Um, yes, yeah, so my mom really liked Christy Brinkley. So I was going to be Cassandra and um, at the last minute she had a change of hearts and I was named after Christy Brinkley apparently. I love Christy Brinkley. She is so hot. I'm just saying it. For being, <laughs> for being like I think she's almost 70. I'm mean, not sure. It's, it's, it's so random. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> growing, growing up I always was really mad that my name was not Cassandra. Really? I can't I really, see I can't see you as a Cassandra. I couldn't see it now either, like anything. But um 
yeah, back then I just, I wanted to be Cassandra. I was really mad when I found out about <laughs> I didn't know you were born outside of Charles, uh, Charleston either. I Charleston, a tiny, tiny little city called Kershaw City. Yep. Very cool. Never heard of that place before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> be Googling that one. <laughs> um, do you have a nickname that people call you or? I do. So ever since I was little, people have called me CK. And it's very interesting because it's not just one specific group of people. I kind of moved around a little bit. So, um, you know, every job, um, you know, college and school, just, you know, different groups of friends and people just all come up with CK. So it's meant to be, I guess. It's a good one, CK. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Short. Yep. Oh, I was just going to add that my nieces and nephews um, and my, my cousins and my friends, little kids, they call me Aunt Nina. Aunt Nina. Oh, Christina. Nina. Nina. Yeah. I like that. Um, where did you go to college? I went to Pitt. You did? I okay. went to Pitt Greensburg the first two years, and then I transferred to the Oakland campus. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. um, so where do you live now? When did you transition from... South Carolina to Pittsburgh area? Um, when I was two. So I'm not really a full-blown Southern Belle or anything, I wouldn't say. Um, <laughs> and moved around quite a bit. And right now I live in Butler. Okay, cool. Do you practice any type of religion or any type of spirituality you follow of any kind? Sure. So I would consider myself a Christian. Um, there's not really a specific denomination that um, I follow, but um, yes, Christianity. Okay, cool. So we had mentioned before, um, I said Christina has two beautiful um, young boys and you're also married, so you have a family and you're a full-time mom and wife. And you know, you're trying to somehow incorporate making your photography business, you know, up and running and somehow incorporate that into just your everyday life, you know, being a full-time mom and wife. Take me through a typical day. Is there a typical day for Christina Kenny or uh, give us any insight? You see my face, I'm laughing so hard. There is not a typical day, Jess. Um, it varies a little bit. Um, you know, I have an almost four-year-old, he'll be four on Halloween, and then I have a 16-month-old who's just, uh, he's insane. He's just a little... <laughs> red-headed monster with a temper. Um, so you just never know how the day is going to go. Um, I try to structure it as best as I can, but there's no adhering to, you know, an exact schedule. Like these, these parents that post on, you know, Instagram or whatever about having these perfect schedules, I don't know how they do it. I don't because you never know when someone is going to have, you know, a, a, a diaper explosion <laughs> they have to clean up after or a health issue. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. So I'm sure anyone, you know, with kids can, can understand that, that it's just never the same thing day to day. Well, I definitely wanted to interview you just because I'm sure there's a lot of other full-time moms out there who have a passion and maybe they put it on the back burner or maybe they are so into their mom routine or just not even just any routine they're into. And they're just trying to kind of break away from that and, and focus on themselves too and, and their passion and, 
somehow generate that jump somehow generate an income from that you know to be a successful business it's so interesting that you say that because you know as as a mom and I, you know i always used to say oh that'll never happen to me i would look at other people and um just silently you know say like no that'll never be me like we'll yeah. just the kids will just kind of work them themselves into my life not the other way around but oh no how things have changed and it's so easy and i'm sure so many women can relate to this to see you know your passion your identity if you're not careful slowly kind of dissipating mm. slowly getting buried a little bit and that's very easy to do so you really have to watch that and that's something that took me um a really long time you know to learn that lesson yeah now um you i think you said you mentioned your son will be four on halloween he will be um, four on halloween and he loves halloween and he loves monsters and skeletons and <laughs> i don't know where he gets it because it's not really my thing as much yeah but that's it so for the four years of you being a mom have you what would you say is the percentage that you have been doing any photography on the side for just family or friends or just for any any just you know kind of like side money or something did you I would go say down 20 percent 20 percent 20 percent you know it's something that um you know, I know we're probably going to touch on this a little more later in the podcast, but it's something that, you know, I've had websites built and I've had, you know, full plans to, you know, get the LLC and to just be legitimate and completely launch. And then life happens and mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't happen. But throughout all that, um, I've still somehow been able to generate, you know, a decent amount of business just through word of mouth and mm -hmm. literally not putting in any effort whatsoever and still awesome. you know, being able to do some side business. Um, I've been doing a lot of, you know, all these years boudoir business um, for, you know, brides such as yourself um, and, you know, in-person sales as well and putting together, you know, albums, so album design. And um, that's something that I've really enjoyed doing over the years, um, but it's all been word of mouth. So, you know, it's actually been great that I'm excited to see what happens when I actually, um, you know, launch. Yeah. So I know you said this is kind of fresh too, like you officially made the move of getting your LLC. Yes, I did about a month ago. And by the time your podcast airs, my website will be live as well. Oh, yay. So it is, it's great timing. It's perfect. It couldn't have worked out better. And, you know, to go back to, um, when you had mentioned us talking and walking to the lunch, I remember us having that conversation a few times and you're telling me what you went to school for and, um, you know, I was just talking about our passions and, mm -hmm. you know, like our job, not to knock our job. Our job was, you know, it's a good job, um, yeah. but not really getting it done for that creative yeah. um, drive that I know you and I have in common. Yes. So I'm so happy to see that you're doing this. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to hear that you're, ac you're an official business now. Like you're actually making the move too. Yes, finally. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what is the name of your photography business? Super original. Um, just kidding. It's Christina Kenny Photography. I love it. Just saying. I think that's a great name. <laughs> yeah. I played around with a bunch of different names and I just found them to be either super corny or just 
disingenuous. So, yeah, I think it's just classic. And I think, you know, that's the best way to be identified as your name. And that's, you know, what you want on your business is your name, a reflection of you. So. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> and you've been doing this since 2012, I think you said on the side before. Yes. And I, my first quote paid job was for um, a family member of a family member of a family member. And she hired me for her wedding and just, I had no business doing a wedding. I wow. cannot believe that she hired me. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing, but you know, I tried my best. Um, got a couple good shots, but that was, um, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> well, I guess you got the, you had to start somewhere, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I dove in head first. Yeah. I dove in, so. Was it a large wedding party? No, and it was a backyard wedding. And she okay. really didn't care about the pictures. So I guess that's where her head was at. But um, it was an experience. But, you know, I've been interested in photography, you know, since I was young. I remember even in high school with the, um, I forget how much younger you are than I am. But we didn't have digital cameras when I was in high school. We had the disposable cameras or the, you know, the good old fashioned 35 millimeter that you had to drop off at Walmart to get developed. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of the unofficial photographer for our whole crew. So I would take the pictures, I would go get them print out and I would get, you know, triples made and I would just be passing them out to everybody. Sometimes they would pay me for the film. Hmm. You know, so every party, um, basketball game, things like that. I was always there taking pictures. That's awesome. So you've known for a long time that this is a passion of yours? I have. And you know what's crazy to me is that, I don't know, what year did you graduate high school? So I graduated 2007. Okay. So I graduated in 2002. I don't know how much things changed in that five-year difference. But when I graduated high school, there was no talk or suggestion of art school, trade mm -hmm. school, anything like that. It was you know, which university will you be attending? Are you going to Penn State or Pitt or IUP mm -hmm. or Slippery Rock? That's what it was. Yeah. Um, no one was talking about anything different, at least not to me. And I never really gave much consideration to a passion. I just thought, okay, what major can I pick? Where are my friends going? What looks interesting? Yeah. Um, you know, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. but looking back, I would definitely explore something like art school. Yeah. Do you remember having an aha moment in your life when you were like, oh my God, I need to have a photography business or, oh my God, I think I need to start getting the word out that I kind of want to do pictures for people. And I want to, you know, start trying to make this a business. Yeah. You know? Super, super late in the game. So like I said, I just picked a random um, major, you know, a Kanye West song comes to mind when I think about this. <laughs> I literally, I had no idea what I was doing in college. Like it just didn't make any sense. I was a terrible student. Um, awful students. I didn't really care about much of anything except for, you know, the social aspect of college. I was just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Um, awful students. So I ended up, you know, graduating with a degree in psychology um, then I was faced with the, the decision, you know, do I go to grad school? So I ended up moving to New York city instead and working as a personal assistant. Um, 
for a DJ for a few years. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I was there for a few years. She was, um, I guess you call her a model, a model DJ that was the beginning of that whole movement. Um, and I don't regret it, even though it set me kind of, I guess, quote, behind and my peers. I don't really regret it because I got to do a lot of awesome things, um, a lot of travel that I otherwise would not have had. Um, yeah. you know, great experience, great experience. So I moved back and I found myself behind the game. You know, all my friends were already graduated from college, you know, out of grad school, some of them already, you know, a few years of work under their belt. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm back in Pittsburgh. I have zero work experience, you know, not really the education that's required to be able to get a job in you know, that field. Um, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do now? Um, and money was obviously a concern. So that's kind of how I ended up in, in the field that we work in. Yeah. Um, a random job led to a promotion, to another promotion, to another promotion, to a transfer. Um, so it wasn't until I was in, you know, arena when I really started thinking about, um, you know, what can I do now that I actually will enjoy to be able to make money now that things have kind of stabilized a little bit. Um, and that's kind of when I guess I had my, what you could call aha moments. It wasn't really a moment, just kind of a culmination of all the emotions I've been having up until that point. And, and I really just rambled there. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I had no idea you were in New York for, how long were you in New York for? About two years. And it was so random, so random. Um, I went just to visit, um, I have a, a cousin that I'm very close to. Her name is Essa. And um, I went with Essa just to visit her. She was staying there at the time. And it's an opportunity kind of arose um, for a different celebrity to work for him. Um, I interviewed with him and that ended up not really panning out. But he called me a week later after I was in Pittsburgh, said, hey, I have this friend. She needs an assistant. Can you do it? Um, I was on a train two days later. Wow. And um, two weeks later, I was living in New York. That's such a cool experience. That always was kind of like something I always wanted to try was like living in New York City. That always just seems like such high energy and just such hustle and bustle and it just, it just seemed like such a cool place. I was only there for maybe 36 hours in high school on a chorus yeah, trip, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was such high energy. I loved it there. So. And you know, I'm glad I did it because that's something that, I mean, I had like $50, I think to my name at the time. That's something that a normal person would only do when you're young yeah. <laughs> on a train with no money you know, not even know, not having a place lined up to live. Um, it all just kind of happens. And, you know, New York is not for, it's not for chumps. You really have to hustle. So that taught me a lot of life lessons that hardened me um, in a good way, a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. Super cool. And I'm sure it's, you know, it's made you the person you are today. You wouldn't be you if it wasn't for that experience. Yeah. And I was actually going to, add on that since um the the woman I worked for was um you know she was older at the time but she was a model as well you know an ex-supermodel and um I got to accompany her on some photo shoots she did and some other projects and that was also kind of eye-opening like okay it doesn't really look that hard it looks something yeah. enjoyable that I would like to learn so you know I learned a lot um in that aspect as well so there's there's lessons everywhere 
and you probably saw them, they're at work. That's their job. So that's kind of cool to be like also seeing someone, oh, they're getting paid to do that. Why? Well, I, I could get paid to do that too, you know? Yeah. And I could do it on my own terms. Absolutely. So, Christina, how has um, having children affected your business? Um, not really your bit. I mean, it's new, but I guess I should say, you know, how's it affected your photography area? Yeah. It's been wild um, in many different ways. So obviously, um, you know, the things that I always thought that I would just have time for, um, you know, sometimes it just works out that you simply just don't have the time, yeah. <laughs> especially if your children are colicky or other issues come up. Um, so that's been really a lesson, I guess. Um, you know, and then I thought once I left my full-time job, you know, I'll have all this time. This should be easy. Um, and I found that that simply was just not the case at all. Yeah. Because um, you just had your one son, I believe, when you quit the job with, with me. I did, yes. He was um, just under two whenever I left. Okay. Yeah. Um, and ha has, you know, how's COVID-19 affected your photography? It has not at all. Because it has not at all. I hadn't really had much lined up or I wasn't really doing anything anyways with it. So um, for me, luckily, you know, I know that the photography industry was hit big time and I have a lot of friends and, you know, I'm a member of a lot of forums um, and, you know, Facebook groups, things like that. And I, I really feel for the, the wedding photographers that that's, um, you know, they're a single income house, you know, their family depends on them. Um, and they really, you know, took a hit with all the, the wedding cancellations, which, you know, you know about from the other end, it sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I was, um, so I'm getting married next June. I was supposed to get married June, 2020, but due to COVID, you know, we rescheduled and I was so thankful my photographer was available because people book things so early in advance that I yes. was panicking because I had already paid her in full. Like she was paid, ready to go no issues. And then I'm thinking, oh no, am I going to be able to get my money back? Is this, you know, um, so I was just so thankful that she was available, my new date. Yeah. I mean, it's unprecedented how, you know, it's just, it's just wild. And like I said, I'm a member of, um, you know, several groups and forums and for a while there, all I was seeing was, um, you know, just different issues and troubleshooting, and um, people just like knocking ideas off each other and everyone's just trying their best, you know, yeah. for the most part. And um, I'm glad that you're able to get your photographer. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what are the best types of events or scenes you like to shoot? Where's your, like, where's your, I love to shoot this type of scene or just area? Yeah. Do you mean physical area? Or yeah, like, would you prefer to be outside in nature? Would you prefer to be in a studio? Would you prefer to just be doing um, like headshots? Do you like doing babies, weddings? Yeah. So my thing is portraits. I, I love to capture um, people. Mm -hmm. um, I prefer, you know, I love to shoot all different kinds of people, all different ages of people. Um, I just love it so much. Um, if I had it, you know, my dream would be just studio all day, every day, just to be able, 
you know, I'm a little bit controlling. I want to control the light. Mm -hmm. I want to control um, the scene. And there's just so much to play with. You know, I love it. Um, but I don't really have a studio outside of my garage right now. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully someday in the future. So right now it's just been a lot of, you know, outside natural light, which is easier, I guess, in, in a way, but it's not really my favorite. Um, yeah. Maybe someday weddings right now is just a little too much. I mean, that, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot this time. It's, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of um, evenings and weekends that, um, you know, I really have allocated, you know, to my kids right now. So. Right. And I know that you had mentioned before um, you did on the side kind of like boudoir um, photos for, I guess, really for any woman who wanted them. Um, but I guess almost as like a, um, a gift for the groom from the bride type thing. Like, yes, it's incredibly trendy. Um, it's a great gift, I must add. Um, and it's been a lot of fun just seeing, you know, talking to different, um, and like you said, it can be anyone. It doesn't have to be someone getting married. It can just be, you know, a woman that wants to gift it to her husband for an event or just for herself, just to have. Right. Just to feel sexy and confident. Yeah, just to have it yourself. And, you know, there's different tiers of it. It doesn't have to be all, you know, G-strings and things like that. Can, I don't know what I can say on your podcast. You can beep it out if you want. But um, you can say whatever. It can just be an oversized sweater, you know, like whatever makes you feel good about yourself is what we're going for. And, you know, I've had a lot of clients, you know, kind of be incredibly nervous and say, well, I don't know how to act. I don't know how to pose. You know, this isn't really for me. And then like leave the session in tears after looking at the back of my camera, Aww. you know, just like, I feel like so good. And it's just, it's a really awesome thing to see. It makes me feel really good that I can provide that. Yeah. You provide, I mean, your clients with a gift uh, of confidence, really. I mean, just, I think I'm a, I'm a full believer when you look good, you feel good. And I feel like if, you really put the effort into getting dressed up or doing your makeup a little extra or just fluffing your hair that little bit extra or just having that sexy outfit on that just makes you feel good and then like having a professional as yourself being able to like reflect that back like that's that's everything I think for people absolutely and you know ironically I haven't really done that for myself at all I mean I um I was just talking to my friend that I don't have any professional pictures really of me and my kids, um, of just us. I mean, we have some family pictures and I have snapshots and IG selfies and things like that. So mm -hmm. I finally just booked with a professional photographer, you know, the whole nine yards of so hair, makeup, all of that. Um, really? A few months from now I did. So I'm really, really excited because I've tried to do the self portrait thing in the past and with kids, it's just, you know, yeah, it's just not, it's just not the same. And, um, you know, I just, I want to have the full experience for myself as well. So do you, if a client would come to you and ask you to travel somewhere to like a destination or just do you have, would you travel for a client or would you? Absolutely. And I have. Oh, okay, cool. I have nowhere crazy, but yeah. Awesome. Cool. Do you, ha do you um, have like a favorite place that you've traveled to that you were just like, this is freaking awesome. Like I love, I love shooting here that you can recall or just something that stood out to you. Well, there's nothing really that stands out to me at this time. 
Um, I'll be going to New York to do um, headshots for a friend in the near future. I don't have a date oh, yet, cool. but um, that'll be fun. Um, I guess I did do, um, it wasn't anything planned, but something is coming to mind. I was in Malibu a few years ago oh. and um, my friend's little daughter, we just sporadically said, hey, let's go to Malibu and let's um, shoot some pictures of her. And um, we just threw together an outfit because the sunset was approaching quickly. And we drove there really quick, jumped out of the car. Our car was still parked on the side of the road. We were about 10 feet away and I got some of the best shots um, in my portfolio from that. So awesome. you just never know what you can capture at the side of the road in Malibu. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. What would you say is the biggest misconception that people have about starting a photography business? You know, this market is so saturated in the age of digital photography that it's very common for people to just pick up a camera and start a photography business. Yeah. Um, I thought for the longest time, you know, it's so saturated. What can I possibly do to stand out in this industry? Um, and I used to kind of be judgmental about that. You know, like I put in all this time and effort to learn and hone in on my craft. And then I realized that the business aspect of it is equally as important as the craft. Um, but the biggest misconception I think people have to answer your question, because I just ranted a little bit, mm. is, um, you know, oh, you have a good camera. You have a good camera. So that's all it takes. Mm. Um, which is not the case. There's, you know, a lot that goes into it. It's a lot that goes into editing. It's thousands and thousands of dollars that go into your equipment. Mm. Um, as a legitimate business, you need to have insurance. You need right. to pay for the LLC. You need to, um, you know, I have health insurance through my husband, but ordinarily, you know, if you don't have a spouse that's working, you need private health care insurance. Um, you know, continuing education, you need your um, computer, your editing software. Like I said, the, the actual equipment itself, lots of money, your fuel, your time. I mean, it's, I think that most people don't really realize, because everyone can be a photographer. Right. Your iPhone. But um, to do this as a legitimate business, there's quite a bit of effort and time and money. So it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um what would you say you said things can get expensive as i can only imagine what would you say is is there something maybe expensive or just like extra you bought and you're like oh i need this or this is going to make me better and you found out like actually this doesn't do anything and it was all a waste the time. Of time absolutely all the time i'm trying to think of something um specific you know, they call it, I think, gear envy, and it's touched on quite a bit. And, um, you know, Anne Leibowitz, Annie Leibowitz, which is one of my favorite um, photographers, you know, had mentioned, you know, a good photographer, you should be able to pick up a toy camera and just kill it, you know, yeah. more than, you know, just as good as someone else with, um, you know, a $10,000 camera body. Yeah. Um, I believe that because it's not going to get you anywhere if you don't have the, the knowledge um, and the skills and just understand the basic principles. So I'm ranting again, but to get back to your original question, um, I can't think of anything specific, but yeah, I'm constantly buying things and spending money and thinking this will make me better when in reality, it's not really, mm -hmm. um, 
getting back to the elementary. Yeah. What type of camera do you have now? It's an interesting question. So I shoot with a Pentax camera. Um, it's a full frame DSLR, it's a digital camera. And um, I get asked about that a lot when I show up to a shoot because in this industry, you know, generally most people are Canon or mm-hmm. Nikon and no one's really heard of Pentax. Um, Pentax was really, really big in the film era and they still are for what's called medium format cameras and film. Um, it's just very random that um, that was my first DSLR and I got comfortable with it and I loved it. So I kind of stuck with it. Um, my dad, who is deceased, um, you know, was a hobbyist photographer in his younger years oh, cool. and had a bunch of Pentex film lenses. And an interesting fact is that those lenses are compatible with my camera today. Oh, neat. Um, so yes, I won't use them on paid jobs or anything just because the, the autofocus doesn't really mesh that well. But um, it's really cool to me that I can kind of use that um, just from time to time, just pick it up and kind of feel like I'm connected to him in a yeah. way. Did you know that he had those lenses before or did you like find this out afterwards? I found it out afterwards. My mom gave me a box and I had no idea he was even into photography. Um, So that all came about after, and it just so happened, the reason that I had a Pentax camera is um, a former boyfriend um, had gifted me a camera and he just, I think, found it on like HSN or something. Um, Yeah, so so cool. And I just stuck with the line. Um, So I don't know. That's so cool. And I was just going to say that's so cool. Like that, that's like your dad's basically with you like the entire time. Like, yeah, kind of. It's really weird. Like in spirit, of course, but, um, you know, that's a, what, and that to me is like your clear message that like, that's what, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like what a more clear message from spirit that, Hey, Christina, it's me, your dad. And I'm using the same camera. And like, you didn't even know that, like, that's so cool. I love yeah, that. I had no idea that he was even, you know, that it was something that he was into. I found out after he had shot weddings for friends and Oh my God, that's so Things like that. Of course, it wasn't as big of a deal back then, you know, wedding photography, but. Right. I found the receipt for his camera. He had bought at Montgomery Wards in like the 70s. And yes, there was a Montgomery Wards in Greensburg. Yeah, at the Green Gate Mall, so. <laughs> Anything you wish you would have known just, um, you know, pre-photography days? Just something, say, man, I wish... I wish I would have knew that when I first started. Pertaining to photography or just life? Both. If you, oh, if you have, if you have anything <laughs> brewing or if just maybe some advice, like what advice would you give to new and upcoming photographers in this world of Instagram and iPhones and iPhones that have yeah. fancy cameras and what would you, what advice would you give to someone that wants, that has this passion? Yeah, quite simply, just do it. Just try it. Just do it. Um, You know, I've had this problem, you know, pretty much my whole life of just trying to be a perfectionist and um, not really, you know, being very hesitant to put myself out there until things are, you know, quote, perfect or quote, lined up exactly as I think they should be. But the reality is they're not. Um, Life rarely, if ever, you know, goes the way that you plan. Um, so the big lesson that I've learned is just to be fluid, um, just trying to take advantage of every opportunity that I have. And I wish I would have known that, you know, 10 years ago. 
Yeah. Do you have a mentor in all this? Or maybe just, I know you mentioned Annie Leibowitz is one of your favorites to follow. Is there anyone, anyone else? No, there's not a specific person. I follow um, on Instagram. I follow mainly other photographers. Um, I'm constantly just, you know, I'm on masterclass, just watching videos. And, um, you know, there's so many great resources out there. That's the beauty of it is you really don't have to go to photography school or to art school. There's so much out there, you know, books and videos and, um, you know, people willing to take time out of their day to show you things. Um, so to answer your question, not really someone I'm, particular, but um, just many, many favorites. Awesome. Love it. I love all this, Christina. I'm, I'm so happy that you came on to kind of share your story. And it just like you said, it just aligned up because you're getting ready to officially launch, you know, your LLC. So that's just so awesome. And it's just a girl boss move. And, <laughs> you know, you're going to inspire other women or other full time stay at home moms that you know, hey, I'm going to start my business. If Christina can do it, maybe I can do it. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, um, this is something that I wanted to do years ago when I left, um, you know, the company that, that you're currently at. And, um, you know, life just happens. And it's just right. so easy if you don't make moves to, you know, I went to do my website a few weeks ago and I logged into the the site I was using to design it and I discovered I already had a fully designed site from before that just never came to fruition and it made me kind of sad on one hand on the other hand I thought um this is a lesson this is a lesson just do it just move it doesn't have to be perfect you can always be shifting you can always be um changing and improving and building so don't worry about what anyone else is doing don't compare yourself to anyone else just be yeah. um, better than you were yesterday yeah, I think that's tough just in general these days with the age of social media and just Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter and YouTube. I mean, it's so hard not to compare or not to put a heavy boundary on yourself. That's really unnecessary. Um, yeah, it's um, so to do that. It's so hard in anything and especially in, you know, this oversaturated market. But the reality is everyone wants you know, photographs of their family or, you know, what have you, there's enough business for everybody and everyone's going to have something to set them apart. Love it. Christina, where can people find you um, on Instagram or um, is your website ready to, do you have a website name or should we just look at yeah, Instagram? Do. Okay. I do. It's just Christina Kenny photography.com. Okay. And I um, just have my own personal Instagram right now, but I will be um, finding a variation of that and I will send it to you. Okay. Too. Yeah. I want to be sure that when um, I officially do, you know, promote this podcast, I want to be able to tag you in your, your business so people can find you. Thank you. Yeah. For now, I guess you can just um, point to my um, personal handle. So the say CK. Is there anything about your photography business or anything that we did not touch on that you want to get out there that people should know about? Mm -hmm. Or any just final closing thoughts? Final closing thoughts is for anyone listening, just, you know, again, just 
realize that everything is fluid. Not everything has to be perfect before you get started. The most important thing is that you just get started because a year from now, you will have wished that you started yesterday. Yeah. You know, time flies and you don't know what life is going to bring. You don't know, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Um, just, just do it to start somewhere I love for it. anything, for anything, any business you're starting really. Yes. Just any business, any, any issue in your life, just do it. Just do it, baby. Just get just it done. Do it. You regret things. You know, I know in my life, you know, I regret, I've done a lot of things I regret, but I more so regret the things that I did not do. Mm. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Well, I think in one year, um, me and you are going to look back on this podcast and I hope we laugh a lot and just say, oh my God, look how far we've come in both of our uh, passions. I hope so too. This is the first podcast I've done. That's super awkward. (laughs) You did fine. You did great. And you know, you're relatable, Christina. I mean, you're just someone, you know, out there with a family you know, you're married and you're trying to, you know, balance it all. How many women out there can relate to that? (laughs) Yeah, especially, and you know, I'll add that when I was a working mom, um, you know, it's hard all around, you know, it's hard on both sides. Now that I've been on both sides, I think I told you that, I don't know, I might catch you for this, but I, I used to kind of judge a little bit. Yeah, sure. Bring that seat. Um, and not really in a bad way, but just more so, oh my gosh, like, what are you complaining about? You're so lucky. Like, I would love to be able to be home with my kids, which I do, which right. I do. But it's also really, really, really hard and not at all what I expected on this end also. Um, so I feel, you know, very fortunate that I've had both perspectives and I've gotten to experience both things and I can appreciate mm-hmm. and respect both positions. I love that. And we just, as we grow, we learn. So we're, you know, next year we're going to have a whole new, just a whole new outlook. I feel like we'll just know a lot more net. So. I hope so. When all this COVID is. Oh girl, this COVID thing. I don't, I know. I can't. (laughs) I was at Best Buy today and just was sitting in the parking lot, just waiting for my curbside pickup and just looking around and seeing the people in the masks and shields, and I just started kind of laughing, like, what is life? Seriously. What it's is so life? true. Yeah. It's so true. It's bizarre. But it's also brought some clarity for me this year, so I'm just counting my blessings. Yes, it brought clarity for me this year, too. It got kicked me in the ass to make me start my podcast. I feel like it's kicking yes. me in the ass to get your LLC. So... You know, some people might say, like, I can't wait for this year. I've seen so many posts. I can't wait for this year to be over or screw 2020, whatever. But this year's been great to me, despite the COVID. So. Yeah, same in many ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had some downs. It's I'm not saying, oh, it's, you know, but there's always ups and downs. But I, I, I see more ups in this year. You know, and for so. you to say that with having to postpone your wedding by a year just shows, you know, how positive of a person you are. I'm trying. It's hard. I'm trying to do better. And every day I try to do better. And it's hard. It's it's hard, but got to keep the positivity going. So, yeah, it'll, it'll fly by. 
it'll fly by and it'll make you guys stronger. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, Christina, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and the listeners. Um, this was awesome. And, and I learned a lot about you too. <laughs> like I, you know, so I love that. I love talking to, you know, friends like that. So. Oh, great. And thank you. Thank you for being such a great um, interviewer. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, Christina. This was great. Um, I'm going to let you go now. I, I want to respect your time. I know you have kids and, and a husband, so <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> They're good. They're good. But thank you so much. This was really fun. This was a lot of fun. And um, thank you so no. much. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Thank awesome you so much. To you. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye. I am so glad Christina agreed to be a guest for my podcast because I think her main message with everything was to not give up on your passion. Photography was something she put on the back burner but always kept it going as a hobby on the side. But now to know she officially has her LLC, I can't wait to see her business flourish. I feel like it's just going to get bigger. Um, I think this is also a good time to relaunch because the holidays are coming up. So lots of opportunity there. You know, any holiday you celebrate, it's just a great opportunity there. And the COVID restrictions aren't as strict. And I think things are starting to gradually reopen. Restrictions are becoming less. Hopefully we're moving into the post-COVID uh, era. We can kind of move on and, and go back to, a, to any type of normalcy we can get to at this point. And I think photography, it's just going to keep growing. She's Christina is so sweet. Uh, as a special token for our listeners, Christina has graciously offered a $25 print credit for anyone who mentions my podcast, just saying, when booking with Christina. So thank you so much, Christina, for offering that to our listeners. And she is making that $25 print credit available through the end of 2020. So book with her by the end of the year 2020 and you will get a $25 print credit. Awesome. Thank you, Christina, for doing that for our listeners. Check her out on her Instagram at C-E-S-T underscore C-K to see some of her beautiful pictures on there. And um, also check out her website, ChristinaKenny.com. So wherever you are listening from right now, I hope you're having a great day and I will talk to you soon. Bye now. You just listened to an episode of the podcast, Just Saying. Stories and experiences meant to connect people with information to enlighten. Stay tuned for new episodes on Spotify.